1: Susan Lee. She is a vice president of sales, marketing, and business development at MOI. She is a graduate of South Carolina State University, one of the only HBCUs in South Carolina. She's an amazing business leader, an amazing mother, a devoted foot soldier of God, and an inspiration to young entrepreneurs like myself. How are you doing, Miss Lee?
0: Hey, Ivory. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm
1: I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now that we're talking, I'm good.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to join your podcast.
1: Yeah. And uh I wanted to bring you on just because you you occupy so many different spaces of life. You know, you're a mom, you're in the business world, you're a black woman, you're a black individual. I mean, you have a lot of you've been through a lot of things and um you're a very well rounded individual that I feel like a lot of people should strive to become and um look at you as an example. So uh you're definitely thinking gold. So
0: well, some something that I learned a long time ago is um each one reach one. That's something that when I was coming up in the business world um was mentioned that you can't go through the experiences you go through without sharing with someone else. Yeah. So the the passion I have now is to make sure that I'm giving back to the you young people that are coming up now into the business world.
1: Yeah. I mean like what's what's knowledge if you can't give it to anybody. You Absolutely. Gonna, can't die with knowledge. Nope. But um, talk to us a, about, you know, your professional life. What is MOI?
0: MOI is an office interiors provider. That means that, you know, when you drive, when you drive on the Beltway and you see all these major buildings sitting up on the, on the side of, in, like in Tyson's Corner or some of the other areas, we furnish all the products that go inside that building. So when a building is going up, it's being constructed. There are people that go in that building and we provide office furniture for those buildings. So we are the, one of the largest suppliers of office furniture in the Washington D.C. metropolitan area.
1: Okay, and then you're a, you're a vice president, so you're you know you're a leader amongst probably a good amount of people, right?
0: Yes, I have um, four different offices I manage. I've got 36 salespeople. I've got a marketing team and a business development team that I manage.
1: Oh wow. Okay, so let me ask you this: How did you how did you end up getting into the business world?
0: Well, I majored in business in college. Um, I I met someone who was really successful, a a young woman. uh, When I was um, in college, I was interning with a company and she had a nice car. She was wearing nice clothes. And I was like, how, you know, how did you do that? Because I didn't really, I didn't come from a lot of money. And I just thought, man, man, she's well put together. And I want to be like that. And she told me she was in sales. And, you know, most people think of sales as car sales you know, car, car salespeople. And, um, I was like, well, if I can, if I can impact my success by, by what I do, and yeah. I want to do something like that. And that's, that's when I kind of looked at going into sales and what I realized from being in sales for years, and yeah. I've been in for 30 years yeah. is that you do, you are in charge of your success. Like it, it all of it depends on what you're capable of doing. Hmm. So, um, so that think gold mindset that you, you talk about is all about the empowerment of your mind and your ability to succeed.
1: So with that being said, how did you, if it's all on you, how did you ensure that you're going to be successful?
0: Well, first of all, uh, I do, I do nothing without my faith in, in, in God. I mean, there's, I can't do anything on my own, but at the same time, God equips us with knowledge and insight. And if Mm -hmm. you, you know, one of the things that, that the Bible talks about, is asking for wisdom. And one thing that I found is the more you ask for wisdom, the more wisdom God gives you. It's not just through like uh, day-to-day, day-to-day thought process. It's all through experiences. So all of your experiences are not going to be great. So my ability to learn how to sell and how to succeed came from both success and failure.
1: Hmm. Okay. So what is, when you say wisdom, like give us an example of like times when God has given you wisdom or something.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, now, this is something where my kids can tell you, I tell them I have a direct line to God because he always opens up the door um, and, and allows me to see things. Um, there are certain situations I would say just in business that instinctively you uh, may or may not know the answer to, but the pieces yeah. kind of fall in place. And so I, I guess I would say, you know, let's say I was pursuing an opportunity um, for a project yeah. and um, and I might have met one person. And then, you know, the wisdom might be that that person doesn't make the decision. There may be several people involved in it. Yeah. And, and, but one step you take forward might lead you to the next person. And when it, when all is said and done and you end up, you know, at the end of that project, you realize that that all the pieces were put together to to make sure that that, that business was manifest for you. Yeah. So that's that's just how wisdom comes together is it's just that people, people and opportunities are put in front of you. Yeah. And then your job is to, to connect the dots.
1: Yeah. Cause you always hear like, you know, people saying like this person is super wise. He's a wise person. And you always just you always wonder like what goes into that. A lot of times we associate age with being wise, but I feel like you can be, you know, 16, 15 years old and still have wisdom. But like you said, it just has to come from the source of of God. So that's that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, So what is what did success look like for you? Like, what were you aiming for once you came into this business world? And how did you begin to cultivate that for yourself?
0: I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, I think the first few years that I was in, if you don't have a mentor,
1: yeah, it's
0: very hard to navigate the business world. I you mean, think so? have to, Yes, it is. It you is. think so? I absolutely think so. I think uh, if, if there's not someone that has been through something, it's hard for you to see the bigger picture. Yeah. If you're able to bounce your thoughts off someone else or ask questions, um, then you're able to kind of you know navigate a little bit better. I mean, you're going to make mistakes and that's yep. that's something that I think that I I've, I've done. I've learned things the hard way. But at the same time when I I set a goal for myself, I, I even at even at this stage of my career, I still set goals for myself. And so for me, I had a goal that I wanted to be in leadership by a certain age and I won't tell you what that age is, but I will tell you that I wanted to be there by by this period of time. And the door just opened up opportunity came and i was able to step into that position and i was ready for it at the time because of the experiences that i had gone through earlier in my career
1: what did you i want to know like what did you do specifically like did you did you start creating a vision for yourself did you have like a a dream board did you you know did you write down your (laughs) goals like how did you you know what was your what was your formula to creating the success because you knew Uh what you had to do right
0: I'm always thinking and I don't, I don't do a vision board. I just think, you know, I'm constantly reevaluating where I want to go and what I want to do. Um, that's just a, that's a part of, it's an intrinsic part of my thought process. Yeah. And so I'll take it back to your thinking gold. A part of thinking gold is making sure that you're constantly, you know, propelling yourself or thinking in advance of where you are, You know, you can have goals that are current goals, but you also have to have future goals. And Um, you should constantly be thinking about that. You know, when you wake up, instead of, you know, um, having the mind, having your mind stuck on Netflix or having your mind stuck on, you know, television, cut all those things off. Sometimes music is inspiring, which I I like. I think music motivates you mentally, but I think cutting off the outside influences and actually taking time to just evaluate where your life is and where you want to go, regardless of what it is with school with sports, with, you know, with a job, you know, right now you going into your senior year is a great time to start thinking about what do I want to do next and, and envisioning yeah. it. It's it's like sitting and daydreaming about what your future looks like. So instead yeah. of, I don't, I don't see it as a vision board. I see it as a, as a, a thought process that you keep, that evolves over time. It's
1: like a, it's a daily thing that just is, is constantly flowing through your mind. So I feel like in, in this, you know, in my generation, Like a lot of younger kids, younger people are, we have a hard time staying on the path. You know what I'm saying? Because you're talking about just sticking to the plan and sticking to that. What advice would you have for people who are having a hard time sticking to, so I say like God's plan or even your own plan?
0: I would say have an accountability partner. That's what I call it. Someone who who will hold you accountable to to your dreams. It can be a friend of yours. It can be um, a mentor you have. It can be your parent. You can say, okay, look, I've got this. I'm, I'm, this is what I'm thinking I want to do. Okay. And, and this is the period of time that I'm thinking about doing it in. And I just want you to periodically check in with me to see where I am in this process. Okay. I just think, you know, if, you, if you're able to verbalize it and you're able to say, this is my, this is my goal of my dream, have an accountability partner, someone who's not going to tear that dream down, yeah. who's going to support building that dream up. Yeah. And and that way there's a measure. You you've now said it out loud. you verbalized it and now you're pushing towards that goal and you've got somebody checking in on you periodically to make sure that you're moving that needle forward.
1: Yeah. It sounds like like what you're talking about, you know, having a mentor and then having an accountability partner like success is not something that we can do alone.
0: Not at all.
1: It's not something like we need a team. That's what I'm starting to realize, you know, I I can't do, what I'm trying to do by myself and a lot of times I want to. You know, I want to be the type that's of person that's like I I made it by myself. I did it by myself. That's right. But it comes with a lot of setbacks. And, um, when you come together, there's, there's way more knowledge on the table. So I think that's, um, that's very true. Let me ask you this. So were you basing success at all on money?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Early in my career, absolutely. I wanted to make as much money as I could. I um, I measured everything that I did based on you know was I number one in the in the company? Was I mm-hmm. making the most amount of money? I absolutely started that way. Yeah. But a few setbacks in my life made me realize that. I thought I was doing this. Yeah. I thought I was achieving, I thought I was making the money, and what I realized was it was God through me. It was God guiding everything that I did and it, yeah. it, it there was a situation in time where where I was not successful and and God was it was a situation where where God showed me that it was him doing it and not me. Hmm. And that that to me, you know, is we can't be driven by money. We have to be driven by our ability to Um, to be obedient to what God wants for us Hmm. and to also um, tell other people about it. So it's not just about our journey, but it's about our witness in that journey.
1: Hmm. That's big right there. Um, I want to talk about money just because, you know, in (laughs) our society, it's, you know, money is everything. Money is king. Money is power. And you see that, like, I have a fear that, you know, that's why I'm lucky I realize is now that I know money Is not the root of happiness you know money money can create happiness because of what you can build off of it but money itself will not change it will not you know you're still going to be you with that money you know money just makes you more what you already are in a sense and so i think that's important to have a good relationship with money and um if you if you know that you know god can work through that then that's awesome were you someone who came from from money when you were younger?
0: I was not. I, I my my beginning started in a trailer park. Mm. Um, my family lived in a trailer park with another family, so it was ten of us in one trailer. Wow! And um, when I left for school, I had no money going to school. I had to work through college. Yeah. And then when I graduated, I started in the hole, which a lot of people do, you know, yeah. if you don't, if you don't have a bankroll behind you, then when you graduate and you go out to get an apartment, you got to have money to get an apartment. And, yeah. you know, if you don't have any money, then you've got to get credit. Yeah, That is, that is a dangerous place to be. But, um, you know, my, my dad gave me a philosophy a long time ago. He said, if you can't pay for it, right out outright. You don't need it. Yeah. And and that's that's, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's key. That's key because a lot of people get credit cards, but, um, but I just taking a step back to talk about the focus on money a second, you know, not, it's not only, it is important to have money to live. Right. Yeah. And, and the more money you're able to make, the more comfortable you're able to live. Yeah. But the more money you make, the more you buy. So it's all relative because then you're on a cycle of making more money to pay for more. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there's something in the Bible that says, Paul says, be content in whatever state you're in. It's okay to have goals. It's okay to achieve, to want to achieve, but but don't let that be money driving that desire for success. Let the de- desire to achieve be be the win for you versus mm-hmm. the money. The money will come.
1: Be content in whatever state you're in. Wow. That's right. That's a good one right there. I wanted to switch over a little bit and talk about, um, generational wealth and just creating generational wealth. And that's why I asked you, you know, did you have money growing up? Because, you know, a lot of us black individuals in in the black community, we don't have a lot of generational wealth built up in our, in our families and stuff. Correct. And so, uh, let me ask you this first, you know, why do you think so many African-American individuals struggle with building wealth?
0: Um, well, we didn't start with a lot, right? There was nothing that was passed down through the generations. There was, there was nothing inherited. So, um, you know, I think that what's important now is, is if I were speaking to young individuals like you, Mm -hmm. um, I would say, don't jump out, you know, when you get money, don't go right out and buy that brand new car, you know, take your time to put some money away you know, maybe don't buy the the BMW or the Mercedes. Maybe you get, you know, a car that's of lesser value so that you can afford to pay for it yeah. and also put away because saving is everything. If you can start saving, then you can invest in things like real estate. And if you invest in things like real estate, then you have appreciation that comes from that. A car depreciates, but real estate appreciates. Mm. And so looking at generational wealth, we, you know, my generation wants to make it better for your generation. So what we did, you know, because not everyone in my generation or the generation before went to college, you know, it's a privilege that you're able to go to college, be an athlete as you graduate. um, This is where my generation would tell your generation, put money away and start waiting, you know, start, start your process with saving first, then investing in real estate, then looking at growing that real estate. That's that's how you build yeah. generational wealth.
1: I think from my from my perspective, it seems like there's like all this there's all this this knowledge out there, and sometimes it's hard to to find it all. Sometimes it's just like it's hard to find what to do with money other than spend it. Everybody's trying to spend it, spend <laughs> it, spend it. But not enough people are talking about you know putting it into a four hundred one k or you know all those types of just financial literacy, basically nobody's really teaching those type of things. And especially in, you know, black communities and certain communities of poverty, like it's not even being taught in school. No. So, um, it's just like an ongoing system. And, um, like, I, I don't really don't know anything about it still. And I'm, you know, I know a little bit about real estate, but where do we go to, to find this information?
0: Uh, well, the one thing you have that I didn't have growing up is the internet no. and anything you want to know, you can search out how to invest, how, you know, how to invest in real estate, how to, you know, how to invest your money in um, mutual funds or yeah. certificates of deposit. Those things are out there for you. They're, the other thing is that you, you surround yourself, you you're around people that are aspiring to achieve. You're around professional athletes and you're, you know, As you come in contact with some of your professors or as you at school, you have the ability now to go to your career center and interview with companies. What I would tell you is be a collector of business cards right now and start, you know, building your business community just by starting at the career center, you know, connecting with people that are successful now that you see meet as many people as you can and ask as many questions as you can because that's how you'll learn. I mean, it's a wealth of knowledge out there. You're connected to it. Instead of walking by that person, anybody that's older than you absolutely would love to help you if you just ask the question. So don't be afraid to say, hey, I got some questions. What are you doing in this situation? What would you advise someone like me? Don't be afraid. Be fearless and ask those questions.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You just have to seek it, basically. Seek it and it will be given to you. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. So, you know, I know your family personally and being good friends with Ed for some time, you know, that's how I know you. And surprisingly, I've been super close with Ed these past couple of years, but I never really had the chance to get to know who you are or where you come from. But, you know, I think it was one time at Bible study that I'm looking back at it where Ed had talked about, you know, his relationship with God and how his mom, you Miss Lee, you know, dealt with cancer. And how you were able to overcome that and how that made him, you know, more of a believer And how he was was talking about it just made my family stronger. Yes. So um, could you kind of talk about just dealing with that diagnosis, what that diagnosis was and how that affected you?
0: Oh, sure. Well, I'll start a step before that, that my mother had lung cancer. My mother was diagnosed with lung cancer um, when I was in my thirties and um, she had a long battle with it. She ended up with brain cancer and Ed and my other children um, watched my mother um, deteriorate deteriorate wow. over time and eventually pass away. And um, I went in for a routine routine. Um, MRI on my shoulder, because I was having a problem with my shoulder, and they found um, cancer in my lung, and uh, and that's a scary place to be when, you know, when you're going around healthy, nothing's wrong with you, you work out, you take care of yourself, you eat right, and then all of a sudden you hear that you potentially have lung cancer. Um well you go into you go into a little bit of shock but you also go into survival mode and that's why you know your your think goal really inspires me um, even at your young age because thinking gold means you're you know you're not you're not thinking you're thinking the high, at the highest level you can yeah and you refuse to accept things just as you hear them mm-hmm. and so what happened from that diagnosis was I ended up having surgery it ended up being confirmed that it was cancer and I just refused to give up because what I realized is Hey, it's not going to stop me from what I want to do in life. In fact, mm-hmm. what, can, what the diagnosis did was it actually told me to live my life. It, it gave me the reminder that life is short and that you got to go for what you want. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like, I like your, your, your mantra of thinking goal because, yeah. listen, you, you know, life is short and you got to go for everything you can go for. Mm-hmm. You got to take the time to live. You got to take the time to embrace your family, your friendships, and, uh, and your faith. I mean, look, God let me find that early. Because that lung cancer is a silent killer. And um, I wouldn't have known that that it was there until it was too late. Yeah. So I feel like God gave me a second chance to look at life differently. Yeah. I, I don't even worry. I don't worry about a thing. I don't worry about whether my business is going to make it. I don't worry about... Um, whether we're going to eat tomorrow, because you know, what God says in the Bible is don't worry about any of those things. If I'll clothe the birds and I'll feed the birds, how much more will I do for you? So what I trust that in now is giving back is reaching out to others is telling others about Christ, also helping others in the things that they're doing because of what God has done for me. So cancer, cancer is not a death sentence or yeah. it's a life sentence. It's, it's choosing to live and going forward and living your best life. So how
1: did you, so what, how so when you the doctor gave you that diagnosis like how long did they say you had left to live
0: uh they well my cancer was caught early okay and so there's no limitation on on you know there's no like you take you take your life one year at a time okay and I just recently went last week for a scan I get a scan every year now it's okay. been five years since I had it and when it's caught early. Um, I didn't have to do chemo. I didn't have to do radiation. I had surgery, so they removed a portion of my lung. Um, they just basically cut the cancer out. So you just live. I mean, not, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Yeah. And so what you do is you just take life as you give it. I mean, the medical pre- profession can do what they can do. Yeah. But God does all things, and that's that's our faith. That's the foundation of this family that I that I'm in.
1: Yeah.
0: The foundation of our faith.
1: How did so? How did your faith improve? Or how did your faith begin to strengthen going through that process?
0: Everything's outside of my control. It's out of my hands, right? I have to trust in something I can't see. That's what faith is. Faith is trusting in something that you can't see. Yeah. And when did you, you pray a lot, are you praying I, a lot? I pray all the time. I pray daily. I pray daily, I pray hourly. I talk to God on an ongoing basis. I'm riding in the car talking to God as I'm driving because that's the personal relationship you have with God. The personal relationship is that it's somebody that's, it's something, it's a spirit with you all the time. Yeah, The spirit lives inside of you and I, you talk, you talk on an ongoing basis.
1: One story that stuck out to me when you were telling me this um, a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about how you got the diagnosis and then that one night and you had locked yourself in your room like all day, all day. Yep. you just
0: prayed all day and night, I did I did because I, I was given the di- a wrong diagnosis. I was given that I had a a uh, fatal cancer, and so I did I shut myself in i 'm like i 'm not accepting that, and I prayed it was two days, it was over an entire weekend and i I told my whole family i said don 't come in here I'm, I, I got to do this by myself. And uh, it was just a conversation with God and it was a nonstop conversation. And I got to that Monday and it wasn't, it was a misdiagnosis. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not the fatal cancer. It's the uh-huh. one that you can live with. So uh-huh. faith is everything. I would, I would tell anybody listening that I don't know how you survive through life without having faith, without believing in something.
1: I always bring up, you know, like I always talk about this. Like I have one, one friend of mine and, his grandma is like super religious, you know swears up and down and um, he himself is not very religious. you know I was having a conversation with him and I was like, so do you believe in God?" And he was like, I don't know I, I don't really know." And I was like, well that's probably he was like he said, he hasn't done anything for me right mm-hmm. He hasn't done too much for me, right mm-hmm. And I said, because you lack faith, right mm-hmm. But you see your grandma she swears up and down that God is working in her favor. She has, she has so much faith, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the more faith you have, the more God will work in your favor. Absolutely. I was just like, yo, because it's real, you know, if, if you think God's not working, not doing anything for you, he's not going to do anything for
0: you. Absolutely. The other other part of it, Ivory, is that um, God says in his word, put me to the test. You know, your faith is increased when you go to God and say, God, I'm trusting you in these things, you know, help me through this. Yeah. And he, when he, when he says, put me through the test, he does that so that your faith is increased. And so there are people that don't quite understand that yet. And that's where you come in. That's where Ed comes in. That's where a lot of your friends come in. Because when you share things that God has done for you, then others believe. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole basis of the Bible. It's the testimony of each of the, each of the disciples in the Bible. That's how you learn is through their experiences.
1: Yeah, That's amazing that you that this has able, been able to like strengthen you and your family. You know, to have Ed now serve as his testimony to why he believes in God and, and that's amazing. And I think uh God truly does work through people and um that faith definitely helped you.
0: He does he does work? Yeah. Uh,
1: so let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Since I'm a, a young entrepreneur, let me ask you some questions that will kind of serve me a little bit. <laughs> okay. So uh when it comes to entrepreneurs, I mean you see all the time that a lot of businesses fail. All the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are the biggest separators of a successful entrepreneur and an unsuccessful entrepreneur?
0: Tenacity tenacity, just deciding that you want to succeed and never giving up. You're going to hit obstacles. You're going to run into all kinds of obstacles. There are people that don't want you to succeed. And so the whole goal is that once you set your mind to something, and once you have that mindset, that growth mindset that you talk about, you refuse to let that go. So if you, if you hit an obstacle or you hit a roadblock, you take a step back, you reevaluate, reassess, and then take a new direction. Um, With, Failures come, A, when you don't listen, B, when you, when you give up too soon, and C, when you listen to people outside of what's intrinsically inside of you. Hmm. Success comes when you don't listen to other people. Imagine the, some of the great people in this, in this country and in this world that have started empires. If they listened to people you know, along the way that told them they couldn't do it, then they yeah. wouldn't have achieved as much as they did. So it's just having that growth growth mindset you talk about, Ivory, all the time. Yeah. Having that and refusing to let that go.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm coming to realize some of those characteristics and trying to embrace those myself. What are some characteristics that define a, I would say good business leader. Let's say a great business leader. Uh,
0: having strong a strong ability to communicate, um, being able to connect and network with multiple groups of people. Yeah. <clears throat> um, being open to feedback, positive constructive feedback when someone gives it to you. Hmm, okay. Um, and then, um, just a desire to help others and give back at the same time, because as you give back, you receive even greater. So I just think those are, those are kind of some of the skill sets and tools that you can use to be yeah. successful.
1: What are, what are some ways that you've developed as a leader over time? Oof. <laughs> like what, what, I, what what did you struggle with as a leader?
0: Oh, I have a hard time. I, I I have a hard time sometimes when people have an opposing view to mine. Yeah, because I am I you know I just sometimes feel like I'm always right. Yeah, and um and so being able to take a step back and hear, sit back and listen to someone else's perspective. Yeah, and be able to process it and understand it is something that. I had to learn to do because I, I just felt like I I brought myself up. You know, I've worked hard to achieve so much and I felt like I knew the road or the path. But, you know, the, the road to success has different paths and different perspectives and different people. And so me just stepping back and saying, OK, check your ego at the door yeah. and listen to what someone else is saying has been a big part of me learning and um, mm-hmm. being able to be a good leader.
1: Wow, that's good. It's like It's like there's no right answer sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We always think that there's one right answer. Like there's one, you know, you're torn between two colleges and one college is the right choice. And the other one is the wrong choice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The day, you make, you make the right choice, regardless which one you make, you know, you That's make right. it, you make it right.
0: That's right.
1: Um, last question. So these are going to be filling the blank questions right here. Right. Uh Oh, so,
0: okay. Right? <laughs> All
1: right. Okay. Our greatest battle is.
0: Our greatest battle is with ourselves
1: with ourselves the world needs more love more love my greatest joy is
0: my children
1: my children all right my greatest strength is
0: my faith in god
1: my faith in god wow it's a pleasure having you on the podcast miss lee this is amazing um yeah amazing time amazing conversation
0: well, I wish so much success to you and feel free anytime to call me That's and let me know what you need because I'm going to be here for you That's and nice. I wish you luck with Think Gold and I hope that everyone listening um, will take a little gem from this and and use it in their lives. So the best of luck to you, Ivory.
1: God bless. God bless. God bless you too. If you guys enjoyed this podcast with me and Mrs. Lee, you'll certainly enjoy our previous episodes where we talk about life, spirituality, and perspective. We've had some amazing guests here, and they've been so important because they can really help you change the way you think and change the way you approach life. There will be a new episode every single Sunday, only on Apple Podcast. We also have an apparel website at thinkgoldapparel.com where you can purchase all the latest gear. If you haven't already, follow us on all social media platforms at Think Gold Media. Have a blessed day and think gold. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
0: on YouTube.